With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now we're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfasts don't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors that you love without all the bad stuff. Go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code onion at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code onion to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby, you're my pearl. Well, guys, we've had a couple of problems with this uh, next episode. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Just technical problems. But um, we we have done what we could to make it as good as we can. I think that's a great way to explain it. The, in- <laughs> the interview that you did with Casper was so great, Bill. Yeah. But unfortunately, because I was in Yosemite, which I think some people call Yosemite, right? Yosemite. Yeah, Yosemite. Um, the feed my video and my audio isn't great but billy's in the studio with casper and billy is generally asking most of the questions so i don't think you guys are missing out on that much apart from my wonderful shiny face but we've worked it out as best as we can so please enjoy this episode of the friendship onion dom here we are another week done and dusted but we're in slightly different parts of um United States. Well, you're in the normal place. I'm in Yosemite. I'm actually in my normal seat, my normal chair. But when I look to my right, normally Dominic Monaghan is sitting there. But he's not here. He does not care. I am here. I'm over there. So you are. You're in Yosemite. How um, is it over there? What's it like, Dom? Tell me. It's amazing. I've never been here before, so... We we have a friend who came into town and he, he and his wife only have a week to spare. They wanted to get out of LA. None of us had ever been to Yosemite before. It is stunning. It's incredible. You can understand how Ansel Adams came up here and just kind of thought, right, well, I'm I'm gonna I need to document these um these sites. Because everywhere you look is like a postcard. The weather's been amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful, stunning up here. Good stuff, mate. Lovely. Climb one of those trees. They're quite high, you know. We've been we've been considering doing a little bit of free soloing, but I don't think we're going to get around to it today because we're a little bit busy. Maybe tomorrow we're going to go to the sequoia trees. Um, I'll I'll keep you posted. And what about you? You're in LA. Anything to report? What's what's been going on? Oh, much the same, John. Much the same. It's getting warmer, so that's that's quite nice. I like the hot weather. Nice. Uh, so I got my shorts on, got my legs out. Yeah. That was nice, and. Uh, yeah, it's been a good Lovely. week, but not 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 too much to report, Dom. So how about a little bit of housekeeping before we get our guest on? We have a guest this week, Dom. We have a guest this week, an amazing guest this week. Yes. Let's, uh, yeah, let's see let's see what's going on in the housekeeping department. 
Now we have a question here. Right. Or another um, little comment here. Carry on, Tom. From Rod in Gothenburg about Doom Patrol, that amazing show that you were on. and um, Love the show. Been a regular listener since its inception. Just wanted to say that I really loved the episode with Corey Olsen. Yeah, we did too. I always enjoy listening to you guys just hanging out. But I really love hearing you talk about movies, about acting, about sci-fi, and totally about Lord Rings. That's about it. Keep the goodness coming. P.S. It was great seeing Billy as Samuelson on season three of Doom Patrol. Was that as much fun to make as it was to watch? Would love to hear more. Billy, tell us about your facial prosthetic experience. I tell you what, Tom. I love I love these prosthetic guys. Yeah. I love the design. Well, straight off, I love Doom Patrol. I think it's such a weird and wonderful show um, and great characters. And they asked me to do the, the Samuelson character. And I thought, yeah. And they showed me some yeah. images of what they wanted to do. And I thought, it's really fun to see what these guys, how, how they create you into these other beings, you know? So I met the guys... And, yeah. you know, they're, they're fantastic, award-winning uh, prosthetic guys. And they sit me down and they put all these extra pieces on your head, you know, to change your head shape. But it's all just, you know, white color. And they get rid of all the lines. And then they, they decided it was going to be a red alien. So I had to be completely painted red. And then uh, with red eye things right. in as well. I mean, it's amazing. But one thing about that character that they didn't think about, and it's exactly the same problem they had on Lord of the Rings with us, with the Hobbit ears. They didn't think about us hearing, right? <laughs> Do you remember when we first got the, the Hobbit ears? For like a couple of weeks, the four of us couldn't hear anyone. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. They had to cut little tiny holes in the bed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So they cut the, the inside of the ears off to help us on Lord of Rings. But with Samuelson, the ear was in a different place because I'm an alien. Obviously, my ears are not where human ears are. Right. So they did cut a little hole, but it wasn't near my ears. And because of the red eyes as well, I spent the whole day not being able to see anyone or hear anyone. It was the weirdest like kind of experience. But the guys do such yeah. a beautiful job on it. You don't want to say, well, completely change this so that I can hear. So, and because it was, it wasn't, a, yeah. you know, it wasn't as if we were there for two years. I thought I'll just, I'll just sit on a chair and not listen to anyone. But uh, yeah, the guys did a fantastic job on that. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really great. You can kind of see that it's you, but also it's not. It's not super clear that it's you. So obviously all the all the stuff that they put you in looks fantastic because you, you do look like an alien creature. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I, I, I've always, I don't know about you, Don, but I always love that. Even if it's not a full prosthetic, even if it's costume or anything like that where it, it helps your character, you know, you maybe you're struggling with trying to think, how do I play this guy or... And someone just gives you the perfect costume and you go, oh, yeah, I get it. Or like with these prosthetics, as soon as yeah, you're this yeah. alien and weird eyes, you start to kind of hold yourself a different way and you find the character that way, you know? Sweet. Very cool. All right. Well, we do have another. I know we have an amazing guest coming yeah. up. We do have a couple of other letters if you're interested in 
Well, shall, shall we do one more and then we'll get the guest on? We're either going to talk about maple syrup or we can continue to add uh, swear words in the Lord of the Rings. Swear words, please, Dom. What do you think of this one, Dom? This is from Megan in St. Louis. They don't say St. Louis, I don't think. I think they say St. Louis. At the end of the fellowship, when Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas are getting ready to go after the orcs and rescue Merry and the very beautiful Pippin, Aragorn says, Leave everything you can. We travel light. Let's hunt some orcs. I think that sits in the category of things that could actually have been said. Like, you know, yeah. he's in that kind of headspace. One here from Jenny Graham in Jackson, Wyoming. Here's a quick suggestion on where to insert a swear word in the trilogy. When Arwen crosses the river with Frodo in Fellowship of the Ring, she says to the Nazgul, if you want him, come and f*** Aiden. That's, oh, I think, I think, I think Liv would be good at that, actually. Dom, shall we bring in our wonderful guest this week? Let's do it. This is the leader of the Tolkien Ensemble, and I'll tell you about this now. The Tolkien Ensemble, founded in 1995, is a Danish ensemble which successfully aimed to create the world's first complete musical interpretation of all the poems and songs from The Lord of the Rings. They published four CDs from 1997 to 2005 in which all the poems and songs of The Lord of the Rings are set to music. Composer Caspar Reif Founded the Tolkien Ensemble in Copenhagen in autumn 1995. At the time, Reif was studying guitar at the Royal Danish Academy of Music in Copenhagen. He formed an ensemble consisting of fellow students from the academy and his former guitar teacher, the composer and musician Peter Hall. And they did it. They put all the music, all the poems and songs of Lord of the Rings to music. Well done, Casper Reif, and welcome to the Friendship Onion. Thank you very much, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah. So let's let's start with that. I think, Casper. I think. Um, so you you are at college. You're at the academy um, in in um, in Copenhagen, the the music academy, and you come up with this idea. Yes. I read the books, of course. Well, right. Um, when did you read the books? Yeah, I read the books and, and um, I read them actually just around when I, when I was um, getting ready to be to the application for the Academy of Music, ah. um, which was kind of confusing at that moment because at that time, guitar was everything for me. It was like eight till eight, till eight every day. Um, just playing guitar, and this book came in, you know, and I was like all of a sudden reading instead of playing. Ah, okay. And I had a small concert in a small Danish church, and I just had to read, so I didn't practice, and everything just turned out to be a total disaster. And I couldn't play the thing because all the, all the time I was thinking, oh, Gandalf just died. And so, yeah, but um, it was obvious that these poems that are described as songs in the Lord of the Rings books should have some music and um i went to the you know the the, the music stores around copenhagen sure. to, to, to but there was nothing there um 
And oh, I, so you, you're reading these poems that sometimes it's say, it's say Bilbo sings a song. Yeah. And, and I, you wanted to hear the song. Yeah, and I was sure that some somebody, I mean, this was the second best-selling book in the world at the time, just after the Bible. Wow, right. And, and how come that there was no music? And, and so I just started to make the music myself, basically. Right. Uh, a couple of tunes and and thought hmm, sounds pretty good. <laughs> so um, so that was the start of it. And I applied for the Academy of Music and started, you know, attending the 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 the, the academy mm-hmm. as a classical guitarist. And then at the same time, I constantly had this idea: how how would how basically how would the the music of Middle Earth sound? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of music history would 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 the various characters have or the very various people of middle earth okay like what development at what development would would for instance the hobbit would obviously be folkish folkish style yeah, yeah. um and all the clues are actually in the in the poems the way mm-hmm. tolkien wrote them you know it's very obvious you know, the drinking songs of the hobbits and so on and and then the the human would be Kind of a classical, classical style. Sure. To me, and then the elves would be something in between. Yeah. And the various characters like Gollum, Treebeard, would sort of take something from everything. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah. And um, that was basically the, the the idea was to to create a a, 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 a trust trustworthy music musical history of Middle Earth. But did you did you start saying like how how many poems are in Lord of the Rings? We got sixty nine poems. So, so there's sixty nine. <laughs> there's sixty nine of them. Yeah. Did you start thinking, I'm going to do this? I'm going to do all of them, or did you just sit and say, Oh, there's the drinking song. I want to put some music to this. Or I'm very much a completist. Right. Okay. You know? And 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 I. I just wanted to do it all in 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 order to do the music history of Middle Earth uh-huh. or or some some kind of music that would you would have to make it all right because so so I I knew from the beginning it would be it would be a long project yeah and it would be very hard to finance it we were nerds back then before the movies before all you came in and yeah. make us made us all pop stars right <laughs> <laughs> and you really made us very popular when you made the movie so thank you very much. But no, but before no that, we had only sold in five years. We sold about two thousand CDs and worldwide before the movies. Yeah, and 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 when you came along, it exploded. Of course, ah, because then people said, yeah, I, anything Lord of the Rings was was people was wanted to buy. <laughs> two out of three men will experience some sort of hair loss by the time they're thirty-five. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Keeps is the way forward. Keeps has got more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. There's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. It's convenient Virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your house. 24-7 care and support. Keeps has a network of expert medical advisors. 
prescribers and care specialists to support you in making your hair goals a reality. Keeps has everything that your hair needs, delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash onion to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash onion to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash onion. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. Now, how do you like online shopping? It makes things pretty easy, right? But how often do you get to the checkout and you've got the right promo code to save yourself some money? Probably, like me, virtually. Never. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is now a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one right to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. Tech, gaming, fashion, even food delivery. They'll find a code to save you money. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you get to the checkout, the honey button drops down and all you have to do is press apply coupons. Wait a few seconds. Honey searches for coupons, finds the best one for that site. And if honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I love it. I was looking for a a, a camera, a battery, a new battery for my camera, and I found one. Press the honey button, save me a lot of money. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something that I don't use. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash onion. That's joinhoney.com slash onion. So, so you're you're at the college now. You're you're in Copenhagen, but you have this idea of of uh, doing all this music. So, do you get friends involved? Do you still feel like, well, I'll finish? Did you finish at college? Did you finish your degree? No, I so, I, I was a I was a Tolkien dropout. <laughs> so you you dropped out for yeah. this idea. Basically, I got so much work with this that. Um, mm. And I, I I lost the motivation of 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 practicing classical guitar. Right. Okay. And then I just wanted to follow this dream and took all the time I, I had. Um, and uh, the problem was we 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 started out. I, yes, I, I I had some friends from the academy just joining me to play this music, uh-huh. and we did that for about a year. And then we wanted to make the first CD of it, and suddenly realized we 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 had no permission to do so. Oh, um, yeah. So we we of course, um, and I kind of panicked because everything was ready and I was and I, I'd never thought about it really. So we, or oh, I, I gathered a lot of information and all the the music and so on and sent it to Harper Collins Publishers to contact the Tolkien Estate, the Tolkien family, and realized they hadn't they hadn't given this, this permission for twenty twenty three years since. Since Tolkien's death, so you've already written a lot of the music. The mu- yeah, a lot of the music was already ready at that at that time. 
And then you thought, oh, wait a minute, oh, I, I might not be allowed to do this. Yeah, exactly. And and I was told by David Braun on HarperCollins Publishers, don't raise your hopes. You know, they've always said no. Ah. But um, fortunately, they, they liked what we did. And after a couple of months, they, I got the permission to go on with the project, which was fantastic. And of course, you know, life-changing thing for me. Was it as simple as that? You just sent them the music. Did you did you meet anyone from the Tolkien family or later on? Them? Later on, I I had a letter from Priscilla Tolkien, Tolkien's daughter, and she invited me to to come and and perform music in her house in Oxford. She recently died. By yeah, the way. yeah, I saw yeah. that. And she she became the Galadriel of my project because she always sort of protected me when whatever happened, you know. Because she really liked the way we did it, right, Peter Hall yeah. and I. Um, she liked the style, and and um, I remember once I came up to her house, and me and my wife were there. We were twenty minutes early, and um, it was raining, so we knocked on the door anyways. Uh -huh. And um, it was supposed to be this talking society gathering there, and we were twenty minutes early. And she said, "Oh, do come in, Casper. You are family now." Ah, oh, nice. What more could you want? <laughs> You're in the Tolkien family. Yeah, she said so. Yeah, she was a very, <laughs> she was a very almost as polite as you are, Billy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dom. Well, that's, that's that's amazing. So you've made so then you've made the first CD. Then we made the first CD, and it was a very nice experience. Good reviews, also internationally, um, on a small Danish label. Uh huh. Um, Sold nothing, <laughs> basically, and then we did the the other one, the second album in two thousand, um, and then the third album we we had the the we 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 brought in Christopher Lee, Sir Christopher Lee, on the on the third album, and that's sort of when I I heard about your guy you guys and, and yeah. heard some of the music, probably through Christopher Lee, I think actually, I think he probably played some of it. Um, uh, he was reading. He was reading poetry on it, correct? He 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 read poetry, and and I had contact. I I'd sent him a letter when he when you maybe you were there too at the gala premiere in Copenhagen for the first movie, the no. Fellowship of the Ring. I think I think I think I think Vigo went because he obviously was he there, has yeah, yeah. the whole background of um yeah. of uh, Denmark. So I think it was Vigo and Bernard Hill because I remember Bernard said he, that was his favourite at that time. He just thought he had a great time in Denmark, whatever you guys were all up to, I don't know. But um, so so Christopher Lee was there as well? Christopher Lee was there and I thought there was these about 20 poems that should be read, read and it should not be this kind of, you know, most of us talk this kind of um, upper English uh -huh. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it should be the right thing, and and he was in town, so I got a letter to him at the hotel, and he called me back, and said, "What is it that you want want me to do for you?" And I told him I wanted him to read aloud these poems and so on, and he uh -huh. said, "I can do that." How how did you get a letter to him? Just wrote it. Uh, one of the one of the PR PR the marketing ladies right? from from Scandinavian film company just Lovely. handed it over to him, and then he said. Do you know I'm a singer? And I said, No, I didn't know that. 
and would you like to sing? And yes, he would like to do that. And I said, well, you could be Treebeard in our project. Um, and then amazingly enough, he said, he, he started just quoting from directly from the, the poem of Treebeard's song, in the willow meads of Tessarinan, I walked in the spring, like that. Just Without by heart, bit, just, just by, by heart. And then we, Peter Hall made a melody and I arranged it. And we, two months later, we recorded with Christopher Lee in, in Copenhagen. And that, of course, changed a lot for us as well, having yeah. this major, major character on our recordings. Yeah. So. And, and, and for people who don't know, Christopher Lee was a huge Tolkien fan. Long before the movies, he, he read it every year. Uh, after he he had read it, he'd met Tolkien. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a huge fan. So I'm sure when you guys got in touch with him, with the the passion that you you guys have and a real love of the stories, that he he could see that that it wasn't a a throwaway project. That this was something coming from a, a very real. He really place. loved it, and he, and he loved he loved singing, mm. and and he he one of the one of his maybe. His greatest passion was actually classical music, right. and and my full band was basically classical musicians. So he loved, you know, dining with us and talking about old tenors from the sixties, and we all yeah. knew them. So we could actually discuss these things with him, and he found that totally amazingly enjoyable. So, so yeah. So for him, it'd have been great talking about all these. Uh, classical musicians with you and old conductors, you know. Yeah, that you yeah, yeah, that yeah. you guys would know. Yeah, that yeah. He wouldn't be able to talk to with other people. No, no, no. And then yeah. for you guys, you're sitting with Christopher Lee. Yeah, and we was of course we we, we asked a lot about <laughs> his life and what's going on in Star Wars at the moment because he was in both trilogies at the time I met oh, him. Of course, yeah. he was in both Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and um, he he just wanted to talk about cl classical music. I asked him once. Oh, I just said, well, I would, I would have loved to be a part of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I would much rather do that than playing the piano. And he said, well, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. So he really, he had the chance of being a singer uh -huh. when he was young, but he, he, had, he couldn't afford to, to pay um, to, yeah. the teaching for it and so on. It's a difficult time. I have a question for Casper. Casper, I think you, we, were, we were talking earlier on about the fact that there was... Um, a total of 69 poems in Lord of the Rings that Tolkien had written. Do you, did you start with a particular one for a reason? Like, was there one that seemed to be more like a song than any of the others? Or, like, which was the first one that you attacked? In that, yeah, the, the one that, that Billy is going to sing in a moment, was, which, is, which is actually one of the, it's the only song that's represented three times in the Lord of the Rings and sung twice by Bilbo and once by Frodo, with every time with, with, with changes in the words. So, so you have, um, so, so that was the, and it was an easy one to, I mean, anybody could write a, a melody for, for that one. And it's also the one that they used in the beginning of uh, Lord of the Rings. Gandalf sings it like this, something like, oh, the road goes over on and on, from the door, began, sort of. And we, we did, our melody before that, and it's more slow and so on. It's more longing in a sense. That it's, it's not as foolish. <laughs> but um, that, I think that was the first one, and then Galatriel's song after that. But it, was, it, it wasn't planned like just, 
it was just like which ones is just which one inspired most at the time. Well, if we are going to play something, I, I will have to. I will have to borrow your book because, yeah. unlike Christopher Lee, I don't know all the words of Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, shame on you, William. Right, you know what I mean, Zom. But do you remember Christopher Lee? Yeah. Uh, we, we, the the four Hobbits shared a a, a makeup trailer all through the, the the trilogy, and at sometimes, so it was like the makeup trailer had four chairs, and then there was a little sort of door and another chair, and Gandalf was in there a lot of the time. Really annoyed at us because we would play music really loud and annoying. So he would close that little door and be annoyed at the four hobbits, as as Gandalf should be. But when Saruman arrived, he took that chair for quite some time. Probably Ian thought, oh, if I can get out of here, that would be great. But rather than be annoyed by it, he loved the music. And we, we would take uh, days each. So one day, you know, Dom would come in and put on the Stone Roses. And the next day, I would come in and put on, you know, the proclaimers and and then Elijah would choose something weird and then um Christopher Lee joined in on that so he had a day when he would play music and it was very often either something classical or something he's singing or something incredibly heavy like heavy metal <laughs> yeah but he's singing yeah. heavy metal yeah yeah, yeah do yeah, you remember yeah. them yeah he was very big on heavy metal that seems to be the genre that he wanted to impress on us the most, maybe because we were young men. I mean, I do remember a couple of classical moments, but generally classical music can be a little quiet to listen to and a little subtle, and we were always playing loud stuff. And I remember us all being so impressed that, like Billy said, not only did he keep his door open, but he was actively engaged in like, oh, which Radiohead album is that? And he, you know, he'd like make yeah. notes and stuff. So. A very impressive human, Christopher Lee. Oh, Roger yeah. and I both saw him throw a pen into a tree as well, which was really impressive. <laughs> tell, uh, yeah, tell that yeah. story. What a guy. He threw a pen. We were sitting around on set. It was in some some area of, it was on location, some, some part of New Zealand, South Island, maybe around at the time where the fellowship is breaking up just after M on Hen. And I don't know, Elijah and I just find ourselves sat on those kind of classical high actor chairs. Christopher Lee was with us and we were talking about nothing in particular. And an AD walked past and Christopher Lee says, you know, excuse me, do you have a pen? And they gave Christopher Lee just like a normal viral. And, you know, he kind of said, watch this type thing. And then just threw it like a knife. And it lodged in the tree like a weapon. And obviously, Christopher Lee was trained in in the special forces. And, you know, we kind of thought, well, if you can do that with a pen, what can he do with a knife? He was a, he was a very impressive human being. Yeah. He was One time, we, we would do these really long press junkets, you know, days and days of sitting on chairs like this and people coming in from different channels and having six minutes or four minutes or two minutes to do a quick interview and then they would leave so that they have for their channel an exclusive interview. And I was always with Dom normally or the Four Hobbits or, you know, it was always like that. And for what, one day, for some reason, they put me with Christopher Lee. I don't know why. I mean, 
Pippin and it didn't make any sense to me, but I sat there and I basically didn't see anything because I was amazed by this guy. People would come in from France and he would speak to them in French. And then they'd come in from Germany. He'd speak in German, Danish. I was just like, this guy is unbelievable. He was it's a he different was, type of human. He was really, a, I was in, in the slipstream of Christopher Lee for many years, also mm -hmm. doing some of the same kind of stuff just in the music business. Uh -huh. And um, we, we were doing promotion in London at the time. And, and then we were supposed to go to a Hilton Hotel to have some afternoon tea between two interviews. Right. And uh, Christopher Lee always liked to drink schnapps. You know schnapps? Dom, do you know schnapps? Yeah, right. I know schnapps. A little... Um, yeah, do you, do, in, uh, do, you know, right? do you know the Norwegian Linje Ekvevit? No. Sounds good, though. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 a brand, and what they're special, what's special about them is that they're making this schnapps, which is like vodka, just a Scandinavian way of doing it, and then um, they 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 sail it all across the planet, and just sell it when it's been all around the planet once, and that's what Christopher Lee. Always wanted so for, for what reason does it make it more tasty? I, does it make it stronger? That's what they say. It's they, in a barrel and yeah, they just they, sail it, it around the world. It's the taste. It should be the taste of it. Oh, that's wow. that's special. Splish splash! I was taking a bath, and after the bath, I smelled fantastic. And I'll tell you why. I was using the new ultra premium collection from our friends at Manscaped. This new skincare and hair care product lineup is designed to upgrade your shower routine. Your skin, hair, armpits deserve only the best. But you can save big on these products by going to manscaped.com because you can save 20% if you use our code ONION. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you what, what, what you get with this new premium collection. The new ultra premium body wash, which I really love. I think they've got the smell bang on. It's got aloe vera, sea salt, makes your skin feel good. Then you've got your hair care. You've got your shampoo and conditioner in one. It's fantastic. I really, they've really nailed it with the smell here. Get out of the shower. You can, um, you can moisturize yourself. Get your deodorant on. Dry skin. Don't worry about that. Put a wee bit of lip balm on. That's you done. You're ready for the day. And the good thing is the people at Manscaped have made all this stuff cruelty-free. It's paraben-free. It's dye-free. And it's vegan. It's really brilliant and a really lovely cologne. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped. Shower routine. Now, we all like cereal. Who doesn't like cereal? But we all know now that it's not very good for you. It's got way too much sugar in it. It's got all sorts of other additives and things that we shouldn't be eating. But I tell you who makes a cereal that you can eat and still feel good. Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon cereal is very healthy and it tastes fantastic. And another thing, it holds off cravings. Since I've been eating it in the morning, I notice I don't have any cravings right through to lunch. It's really good stuff. Here's some facts. Zero grams of sugar, 
13 to 14 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. That's a good thing. And only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and it's low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry cinnamon, plus the newly formulated honey nut flavor that will be added to Magic Spoon's permanent collection. And I love that one. It is fantastic. So go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code onion at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code ONION to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. So uh, always when he, when he came to Denmark, Denmark, he said, Casper, can you make sure there's a bottle of Linja Aquavit on my hotel room? Oh. And I always made sure. So we come into to the, so we go into the Hilton Hotel, and he walks up to the bar and says, I would like a Linja Aquavit. Mm-hmm. And no, nobody knows in England, in London, what linear COVID is. Mm-hmm. So, so, and uh, you know, the 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 bartender there, they, they kind of panicked, and they asked me, "What is schnapps?" And and I, I told them it's kind of a vodka. And they came with the up with the with the vodka card, which is was two hundred different vodkas he could mm. choose, and he was just annoyed, so he just said, "I'll have a beer then." <laughs> I did. <laughs> Two hundred vodkas now. No, 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 no. Linja or just a beer? I don't think I could even say that. Linja kvit. Linja akvavit. Linja akvavit. Yeah, very, very close. Now, Casper, can we talk about this lovely book? Because I don't know if you know, but I'm one of the great bookbinders in all the world. And uh, as soon as as soon as you hand me this, uh, this is a beautifully bound book. Mm -hmm. Um. The Lord of the Rings it has on here, the Tolkien Ensemble, mm-hmm. and Casper Leaf. It is, yeah. So mm. uh, have you got a story behind why you have such a beautifully bound Lord of the Rings? It is actually really beautiful. It's because you've signed it. Is it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's because that's that's a working Lord of the Rings um, edition that we used in the studio. So we have all the notes there. And then also, uh, I've had some very nice people like um, Dom and you sign it and so on over the years. Who's this and, uh, and beautiful Ted, drawing yeah, of uh, Ted, Gandalf? Ted Naismith made that one. Ted Naismith, yeah. wonderful artist. The Canadian artist, wonderful person and a wonderful artist. And yeah, so that's who, my, who bound it? Who? That was the Queen's bookbinder in, in Denmark, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's called Ole Olsen and he is, um, he is very, very good. And um, I paid a lot of money for it, but and it's actually, <laughs> it's, it's just a cheap Australian uh, paperback that I got from my girlfriend when I was very young. And then he's put this and and and, and, and and very legendary. It was broken in two, the book, 
was broken in two, oh, like like Aragon's yeah, yeah. sword. Yeah. <laughs> so he so had they, to he had to pull it together and they then reforged find it. Yeah, it. Yeah, they reforged. And the there's lots thing. of notes in here. I can see. Yes, yes, yes. Is that well? You've been working on it. Yeah. Shall Shall we have a go at this song? Shall we? Yeah, we shall. And it's the old the old walking song. Sure. Ah, oh, I just I just found a picture of Christopher Lee. Yeah, that's, that's and you and and the book <laughs> and this is the actual book. Yeah, and, oh, and the fantastic. producer, our producer Morton, Morton Rulon, who who, oh, who I know, yeah, you know I know Morton, well. yeah. wonderful musician. So this is um, this is a song um, that Bilbo yeah, sings. Tell us about this song before yeah, you guys on. begin. Give us a little backstory. Have you sang this before, Billy? I've I've never sang this before, no. But it's um, I know I know the poem quite well. It's uh, as as um, Casper said. It, 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 it arrives three times in the book, but I think the first time is Bilbo, right? This is the first time it's this, yes, this, this or, is Bilbo. Yeah. And um, this is one of the first that you wrote from yeah. all the. It must have been the first one, yeah. And um, I think so, yeah. And it's got that famous line, Dom: "The road goes ever on and on, like life, right, Dom? Yeah. Well, one one day it will stop, but I'm not looking forward to that." Before you guys begin, maybe Casper can speak to this a little bit. Yeah. Tolkien always seemed to be interested not only in roads, this idea of life being seen as a kind of a road, a journey, but the other thing that he talks about, which obviously he mentions in this, is that it doesn't stop. You know, paths lead from one way to another. The road is always kind of meandering. Those that wander are not lost. That You know, he's very much interested in exploring journeys and he and roads seem to figure you know you have the hobbits kind of walking on a road and then leaving a road and then leaving a path and <laughs> splitting the path mm. like that's an interesting theme in Tolkien's work right definitely definitely and um yeah that, that you know there's always a point with with Tolkien never does anything without a point he used more than 10 years to to write this book mm. so that this song is the, is used three times, and that that the road theme is basically um, going through the book. Is you're you're absolutely right. There's a point with that, you know. Yeah. And um, that is the you know the life journey we all have, you know, and we have to be courageous to to make it and so on. So I think at this part, um, at this part, Gandalf, um, uh, Bilbo is actually given the ring. To Gandalf to give to Frodo. Yeah, he he well, he he, it, he he passes the ring on because he, 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 he it's exactly the point that he doesn't give it to Gandalf yeah, because yeah. Gandalf don't want the ring because yeah. then Gandalf will be Sauron. Yeah, yeah. But he's leaving it with Gandalf yeah. so that he can leave it with Frodo. So yeah. a huge so, moment yeah. in Bilbo's life. Absolutely, and, and the first to to actually surrender yeah. the ring free, of free will. Yeah. yeah, and this is at a long expected party. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Um, yeah, and we do the introduction yeah, to the I could song as well. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah. It was a fine night, and the black sky was dotted with stars. He looked up, sniffing the air. What fun! What fun to be off again, off on the road with dwarves. This is what I have really been longing for for years. Goodbye, he said, looking at his old home and bowing to the door. Goodbye, Gandalf. Goodbye for the present, Bilbo. Take care of yourself. You are old enough and perhaps wise enough. Take care? I don't care. Don't you worry about me. 
I am as happy now as I have ever been, and that is saying a great deal. But the time has come, and I am being swept off my feet at last, he added. And then in a low voice, as if to himself, he sang softly in the dark. The road goes ever on and on Down from the door where it began Now far ahead the road has gone And I must follow if I can Pursuing it with eager feet Until it joins some larger way Where many paths and errands meet And whither then I cannot say The road goes ever on and on Down from the door where it began Now far ahead the road has gone And I must follow if I can Lovely stuff, Casper Lovely, 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 wonderful, lovely Bilbo, isn't he just the sweetest? You know, when I first read The Hobbit, uh, I, I was so, I was so taken by Bilbo that I couldn't read Lord of the Rings. Once it became Frodo's story, I was like, "Where's Bilbo? Where's Bilbo?" I d- and I, I stopped reading it. Yeah, but uh, I started with Lord of the Rings, ah. so to me it was a surprise that Bilbo has such an such a big role in in in, <laughs> in the Hobbit, you know. I, I I kind of got it totally wrong, you know. I I took it Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Silmarillion. That's backwards. Yes. So But that's that was sort how of it was the way um uh, modern people will be doing it now because of Peter Jackson's movies, right? Probably. They they sort of um would will do it that way. What about you, Dom? Did you did you do it the right order? Start with the Silmarillion to the end of the Lord of the Rings? No, I, I kind of did it like Billy. Mm-hmm. I listened to the BBC radio play yeah. of The Hobbit, driving my, my parents, obviously, driving me backwards and forwards from Germany to England once or twice a year. So like Billy, I thought Bilbo and Gandalf were kind of the main stars. And then when I read Rings much later in my kind of mid-teens, I was the same. I was kind of flicking through the first, I don't know, 100 pages of the book and realizing that Bilbo featured kind of at the start of Mothering, but then once they left the Shire, I was like, oh, I guess it's not about Bilbo. And then very quickly realized that Frodo has his own kind of deep prisoner uh, and stuff. But um, I think maybe because The Hobbit, as a book, is slightly more geared towards kids or, or, or a younger reader, I found it a little bit easier to access. And then Lord Rings is clearly quite a, you know, quite a, a task to read. But um, yeah, kind of kind of similar to Billy. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, so obviously you guys have met because you guys have got together and, and worked together in a music fashion, but I don't know if the, I don't know if the listeners know about that yet. So maybe you guys can just talk about those those ways that you guys have met across Europe and worked together. 
Absolutely. So that that sort of came from Christopher Lee as well, right? Christo you and Christopher Lee did some concerts with this wonderful music. And um, sadly, of course, Christopher Lee passed. And Yes, we, uh, in the Tolkien Ensemble, we've, we've worked for 25 years now, 27 mm -hmm. years now, I think. Um, and um, we've done concerts... First, we started out as a small group, um, only seven people performing. And uh, gradually, especially after we finished the recording pro project and the movies came around and so on, we, be we started to combine our music with, with, with also our own arrangements of, of Howard Shaw's music um, and doing live concerts with Christopher Lee from time to time, not, not every time, but... So we started out, I was called in 2004, I think it was, if I wanted to join Christopher Lee for a concert in Holland. And um, we did that sold out amazing concert with Christopher Lee on stage for three hours. And, and uh, it sort of went on from there to, to a lot of, of international shows, also featuring John Kellen, one of the, one of the I think he played... One of the he played one of the dwarfs. I don't really remember which one of them. <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden, Billy came along. And the the fantastic thing about working with Billy is that Billy is a musician as well. So he has his own original music in this Middle Earth thing with the Last Goodbye and Edge of Night and so on. Um, so that was a fantastic thing. Maybe one of the that's a great pleasure to work with you, Billy. And, and, and it's a combination of Tolkien Ensemble and, and Billy's own thing. And, and um, so, so yes, so we've done about almost 100 concerts together, Billy, now. And as Casper as, uh, uh, has been um, in town for this week, we have talked and we think we're going to be doing another show, Dom. And uh, we, we may write something in there for you. Um, <laughs> something wonderful, but you will need to be naked. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You know me. <laughs> no problem. I'd love that. Yeah, but it's great. And um, yes, it's, it's just fun. It's just great fun. Yeah, and, and beautiful. Now... And, and the, you know this world of Tolkien, Dom, you know as well as anyone, the, the passion that it, it brings. And, and when, it, when it leads to something like this, you know, a, a, an incredible body of work that you've done. I've heard it played with orchestras and it's it's beautiful and I've seen it played as a small kind of you know not a folk group but with really interesting instruments and and it, it, you know what the Tolkien inspires that is just wonderful and you see it all over the world like people who have yeah. made you know um costumes uniforms that have been inspired by Tolkien the map maker and just how those stories of just influence so many people. It's totally amazing, and and all these fantastic musicians. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, Ed Sheeran, Enya, yeah, Annie Lennox, Neil Finn, Neil Finn, wonderful, all kinds of, and Howard Shaw's wonderful movie music. Incredible. I mean, it's 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 there's so much fantastic music. So we 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 will go on, and I think that's that's my life doing this. It's it's just my life doing music of Middle can, Earth. Can so. you? Can you put your finger on why, when you read the book, you said, this is it. This is, this is what I'm, maybe not at that time, but you end up making your life about 
that world, that world of Tolkien, Middle Earth. Was there something in the story? I mean, to, to, it's almost like, why, why did you become an actor? You know, I mean, it's, no, but it's, you know, like, I, oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, right? it's, it's, it was such a big thing for me. It's just like, I have to, uh, the problem, if it would have been a major problem, and it's very interesting for me to think back, if we did not receive the permission from the Tolkien family, yeah. what would I have done? What would I, I have become? Maybe a classical guitarist, whatever. Um, going that, but I don't think that would have been the the amazing thing about being in Lord of the Rings business is is it goes from you know the most nerdish fan base yeah. to the highest um, commercial you know yeah. things like it goes from a nerdish guy just doing his own drawings of it to, to yeah. and up to Peter Jackson doing billions yeah, yeah, <laughs> productions yeah. you know uh, international things and that's that so 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 there's always it's, it's, it's this big thing that you can go into and it's very very interesting and stimulating in every way wow hey great music that last song seriously it's fantastic you guys should bring that out thanks very yeah, much like christmas mm -hmm. number one or something like that well I'd I'd, buy it. I'd, would you really yeah i would how much would you spend on it is it a um, what's on the B side? Uh, it's it's just me like humming. Four and a half dollars. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, it's a yellow vinyl. Oh, great! Five bucks. Hey, nice. Yeah, that was great. That was <laughs> the music's fantastic. You know, you play the guitar. I've seen you play the guitar. My brother's a great guitar player. I don't think I've ever seen someone play the guitar like Casper, though. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Great musician. And I just love that story. Mm. I mean, just to make that decision, you know, reading those books, I'm, go I'm, I'm going to find some of these songs. What? No one's recorded them. Mm. I'm going to do them all. Do them all. Isn't that great? Not only do them all, but do them so well that once the Tolkien estate managed to hear about what they'd done, they said, we'd like to be part of the yeah. official... Uh, Songs? Yeah, the giving, them, giving the rights giving them to away. them. No, they don't give the rights to anyone. No. Brilliant. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much, Casper. Yeah, that thanks, Casper. Really wonderful. That was fantastic. Um, we've run out of time. Yeah. We'd love for you guys to send us tongue twisters because we love doing a tongue twister or two. And obviously <gasps> a riddle. What else? Just thought of something brilliant. Is it a tongue twister? Well, ask Casper to send us a tongue twister from Denmark. Oh, in Danish. In Danish. Because, I mean, just, just trying to speak Danish is hard. So a tongue but twister. With a tongue twister, that's going to be good. Let's but if you've that. got any tongue twisters, please send them. We love doing that. If there's any swear words that you think should have been in Lord of the Rings, please send those. Yeah, yeah, of course. Riddles. Yes. If there's any guests that you would like to see on the Friendship Onion, let us know. Just send us an email to thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com or leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash thefriendshiponion. My particular favorite this week that someone sent me on Instagram, which I think we might have mentioned before, is when Gandalf rolls up in his car uh, and sees Frodo when he's entering the shower, Shire, and Frodo says, You're f***ing. Thought that was quite good. Um, we'll see you guys next week on the Friendship Onion. Toodles. Bye bye. With me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster babe.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia, made to travel. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.